Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. One week is in the books for Jim Harbaugh and his team. Not that there is a news blackout surrounding the team's practices, but it's all business right now and very little media access, at least for the next few weeks. On today's game day segment, we'll be joined by one of Jim's old teammates and good friend, former Michigan great Jamie Morris. First, a few news and notes to get us started. No injury news to report, which is always good. Don Brown told beat writers on Monday he's not worried about the youth on the defense. He said, we'll do what we always do, be aggressive and attack. Coach Brown added that the race at cornerback is fierce. He said there are seven players in the mix for the two starting spots, and he likes all seven of them. Tim Drevno told the beat writers on Monday he is excited about his offensive line. He hopes the improved athleticism will offset the inexperience of the group. He didn't mention anything about a starting rotation, but said he liked the flexibility senior Mason Cole gives him. Drevno said he's not sure where Cole will line up, but he can play any position on that offensive line. More than most, Jamie Morris has a good idea of how Jim Harbaugh thinks and the direction he is headed with Michigan football. He played with Jim, and they are still close friends. Jamie thinks Jim Harbaugh has the program primed for success. He hopes it's this year, but is certain even better days are soon ahead for our maize in blue. Michigan great Jamie Morris is up next on game day here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Back with us on our game day segment this week as we continue our previews in anticipation of that September 2nd opener against Florida. Michigan great Jamie Morris, who uh, also co-hosts the M Zone on WTKA Ann Arbor with Marcus Ray, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Jamie, great to have you back with us. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be back. Uh, Now I know it's football season when I'm on with you. Uh, We're just wrapping up week one of uh, practice, Jamie. A lot of competition, as we know, going on. Well, we're not seeing any of it. But, you know, as a former player that sweated through two-a-days, you know, back in the day with Bo, do you like these new NCAA rules of one practice uh, a day and one day off during the week? I think it's great for the kids. I guess I, I, I think uh, they've, uh, studies have shown that it's better for the body. It's better for the kids. Uh, you can have longer practices, but, you know, you don't have to have two-a-days. And, you know, studies have shown that it's better for the body, so why not? Yeah, one of the things I thought was interesting when the NCAA came down with the ruling is they said exactly that. Uh, these kids today are already in, in great shape as opposed to 20, 25, 30 years ago. And then they said no need for double sessions or triple sessions. And I thought to myself, who in the world ever had triple sessions? Did you ever know of any school that did that? I know that Frank Cush, God bless his soul, may he rest in peace, <laughs> uh, at Arizona State. I known that I, I knew I I've heard the rumors that Frank Cush conducted three three a days and there were I'm sure there were other coaches that thought the harder you work the better you will be in shape for fall football for the football season so that's the old adage you know we worked hard and Bo used to tell us 
it's not hot enough. We got to work even harder. So those are the things, you know, the old football mind. We got to work harder. We got to we got to drive ourselves. And we pray for a very hot and sunny day because it makes us better as the season continues. Well, of course, uh, as we've said, that's in the history books. And here we are, uh, Jamie, year three of uh, Jim Harbaugh's head coach. And I think we all have to admit it's been quite a ride so far. As a former teammate of his and, of course, a friend, talk about the impact he has had on the face of Michigan football in your eyes in just two short years. Jim's had a tremendous uh, effect, not only just Michigan football, but the university itself. I mean, as you can remember, a couple years, I mean, years before Jim had gotten here, Michigan football was gone. It was irrelevant. And uh, we weren't known on on the national scene, if you can believe that or not. And when Jim Harbaugh got here, he was a coach known throughout the land. I mean, he, 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 he did really well at Stanford, did really well in the NFL. And for us to get a chance, an opportunity, you know, the planets had to line up in the right direction for us and everything like that. It, it was a, it, hey, it was a match made in heaven for all of us. And uh, to go 10 and to turn a team that went five and seven into a 10 and three team was awesome. And then playing against a Florida team, um, the, in the, in the bowl game was, was even better. And then having a coming, coming into a second year, having a team with the opportunity to compete for an opportunity to play in the final four, that's just uh, tremendous. And we had every opportunity to, to complete that task. We weren't able to, but it just drives the, it just fuels the fire for this year's team. So this year's team had an opportunity to go with this uh, team that had all the experience, uh, Brady Hoke's players that that were still left over. And now Jim did a tremendous job in recruiting. And I think you're going to see the fruits of his labor this year. Well, as we said, we've just wrapped up week one of practice. And it seems like everyone's focus from a fan and a media perspective anyway is on that battle for quarterback. I think a lot of fans have heard Jim say it's a three-way tie heading into camp, but I think a lot of fans still think, no, it's Wilton's job. But, you know, when you listen to Jim, Jamie, and you know him, I don't think he's kidding. He's going to roll out the best player that gives Michigan the best chance to win, even if he doesn't have the experience, isn't he? He is. And you know what, Jim Harbaugh, I think he's taken a little bit, a little page from Bo Schembechler. I think he's taking a page from Ted Marchabroda. I think he's taking a page from uh, um, Coach Dicka. I think he wants the best player on that field. And if, if Wilton Spate is the incumbent. So that means Wilton Spate has to work that much harder. And for him to work harder, he will, he will, be, the, he will be the starter if he works that much harder. But he wants to have a quarterback battle to see who the best player is. Now, uh, Brandon Peters came on like a wildfire, but you expected that. He's a young man. He was the first, one of Jim's first recruited quarterbacks that came in. And you expected that because Jim was going to bring in great quarterbacks, and he continues to do it each year. So you're going to see quarterback competitions going on all the time. But that being said, Wilton Spate, that's his position. He's got the man up and own his position. So it's, it's a quarterback battle, and I think Coach – I think uh, I think Coach Harbaugh loves it because he's a quarterback himself at heart. So he enjoys what's going to go on there. And like you said, Mike, he's going to go with the best man to give Michigan the best opportunity to win. 
Well, we'll let that work out. As uh, Jim said, at media days, uh, 8 to 15 practices, uh, he will know who that guy is going to be. So we wait and see. Let's, though, talk about uh, the guys competing at your old position, Jamie, running back. Starting with Chris Evans, who had a really nice freshman year, a big spring. What do you like about this kid? I like his elusiveness. I like what he does with his feet. His hands are incredible. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's improved his blocking. The, the biggest thing about a running back at Michigan now, you got to be able to pass block. You got to be able to pick up the blitzes. You got to be able, you got to be smart, and you got to keep your head on a swivel. So, that being said, Chris Evans possesses all of the things I just said. So it's going to be hard for him to lose that position, but you got some formidable guys behind him. Yeah. And one of my favorite backs behind him, I think because I just love how low he runs and cuts on a dime is Karan Higdon. And I know Jim mentioned him at media days. He said Karan is in better shape than he's ever been. He's stronger. And he just is one of those guys came to watch him. He always seems to find the cracks. Karan is that kind of back that, you know, given an opportunity, given a chance, he's going to make something happen. So you, get, you put the ball in that young man's hands, he's going to find the end zone or he's going to find the first down. He's that type of back that, given an opportunity, you, you, <laughs> the guy in front of him or the guy behind him, you're not going to play a lot because Karan's going to make it happen. And with the, being a year older, He's he, like I said, he's that guy who's learning. He learns, he's learning how to pick up the blitzes. He's learning the pass pro and these guys are close. Now, not to say that Chris is head and shoulders above everybody. I'm saying these guys are real close and it's going to be a battle. Well, Ty Isaac's in that battle. He started to come on strong last year and had a nice spring. And Jamie, he has that a rare combination of size and speed that you don't find too often, do you? No, you don't. And that's the kind of back that Jim had at Stanford uh, at one time. And Jim likes this guy. And now he's gotten older. He's, got, he's mature. He understands what Coach Harbaugh is expecting of him. He knows what these coaches want him to do. And it's like the backs really always turn to him. If there's, if there's a, a, a question, all the younger backs, all the freshmen and sophomores are turning to him and asking him questions, and he's giving the answers to them. He's helping them study. He's showing them the habits. Don't do the things that I did when I first got here. Do it this way, and you'll get your opportunity. Kareem Walker is a kid that was one of the best backs in the country coming out of high school. Spent last year, of course, early getting his academics in order. So he was a bit behind from the get-go. Had a big bowl practice uh, period where everyone said he looked great. From what you've seen of Kareem, Jamie, do you think he has that potential to be that, that big-time back we thought he was coming out of high school? Oh, without a doubt. This, Kareem Walker's got a great opportunity to turn it out. I mean, when it, the best thing about finding out about players is when the other, when the defensive players, the starting defensive players start talking about them. That's how we found about Chris Evans last year. It was the defensive players that came out and said, oh, you got to watch this guy, Chris Evans. He's going to be great. He's going to do this. He's gonna. That's what they're doing about Kareem Walker. They're talking about how hard he works, how hard he's doing things. Now that he's got his feet on the ground, as I call it, I think it was a great it was a great year for him to redshirt, get himself up to speed from an academic standpoint. But now he feels that he's at home. He feels like it's great for him. Now he can excel. So, given an opportunity, all all a guy all a running back asks is an opportunity. 
Give it an opportunity. Kareem Walker could be one of the great ones at Michigan. You ran behind, as we all know, a pretty darn good offensive line during your days at Michigan. And you know better than us, as good as your backs are, it all starts and ends in the trenches. Lots of young guys playing up there this season, Jamie. But we have to have improvement from that group, don't we? That's the most important thing. If you, for your quarterback, for your running backs to excel, you've got to have the guys up front. And they've got to be able to do the job up front. They got, we got to be able to run the ball. Most importantly, on top of everything, to make this offense go, we got to be able to grind it out sometimes. We got to be able to grind the clock out. We got to be able to get a first down when we need it on the ground. And you know what? We, like you said, we have a, a very young offensive line, but we've got some veterans in there that sprinkle out a little bit. You got Mason Cole, you got uh, Kugler at center. So you got some guys that can show these guys how to, how, how to get there. And I like the young, the youth that we have because these guys, they're no nonsense type of, type of guys. They got attitude. They got, they, got that, they got that mean streak that comes down them. They can turn it off and turn it on. And, and you know what? They're willing to block anybody in front of them. So you got some – and you got, a great, you got a great addition to the offensive line from the coaching staff and Greg Fry. So, and Greg Fry developed All-Americans wherever he goes. So you got to be excited about that. I think a lot of people forget uh, he was on Rich Rodriguez's staff a couple of years when Rich was here too. And you can see he wanted to come back here. He, he called Jim Harbaugh himself. He wanted to come here, and Jim Harbaugh made it happen because he's seen what that young man, what Greg Fry could do at Indiana. Yeah, unquestionably a great coach. If you're a pessimist, I'm sure you say inexperienced and wide receiver is a concern. Uh, if you're an optimist like me, you say, hey, we're young and we're hungry. This group of receivers, Jamie, is as deep and as talented, at least on paper, as we have seen in a long time around these parts, isn't it? Mike, you hit, you hit it right on the, on the second thing you said. This team, this, this uh, wide receiving core that we have may be young, but they can get it done. They can stretch a field. They can bend the field any way they want. They can get up field. They can, they, they can come across the defense at any time. So they're young, and once they get their feet on the ground, they're ready to go. And the greatest thing for them, they had some of them had had the opportunity to, to practice in spring ball. So they, they, they're up. They got a chance to play. They got a chance to go against the bigger guys. You know, nowadays, you're not afraid when you come out of high school and you, the, the kind of players that Jim is bringing in, they're not afraid to play against these guys that have already had a year, two years in college football. Like you said, this is an all-around sport now. You get ready each and every, each and every, every month, day, uh, hour in the year. So these kids are ready to play. You got, you got some young kids, but they're hungry to play. Yeah, listen to just uh, this list of options uh, that Coach Harbaugh has. Kakoa Crawford, Nate Johnson, Eddie McDoom, Grant Perry, uh, Maurice Ways, Tariq Black, Nico Collins, Brad Hawkins, who I hear might switch over to defense eventually, but then Oliver Martin and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Mm-hmm. Jim likes competition, and these guys are going to have to fight tooth and nail to get on and stay on the field, aren't they? The good thing about it, the, the ones that, that, that are able to absorb the information, take it to the field, and make plays, will play. And the ones that can't, they'll get a chance to watch the guys in front of them. So, uh, and, and there's competition. And, and, you know, these guys, these guys, they talk with one another. 
They look at each other. They know where they came from and what they've done in, at high school level and what they've done at Michigan. So, they, they, you know what? It's a, it's a competition, and they, they, they want to perform well in their group. Well, at the tight end spot, Devin Asiasi uh, went back to uh, California. That was a bit of a disappointment for all of us. But with Tyrone Wheatley Jr. and Ian Bunting, we are still in very good shape at tight end, aren't we, Jamie? Oh, we're in great shape. You got two guys, Ian Bunting. You know, um, he performed well when um, when uh, Jake Butt got hurt at the uh, Orange Bowl. Played really well. And Tyrone Wheatley, he's lost weight. He looks good. He's got the speed. He can catch and on top of that, he's been working on his blocking. So you got to like what you hear about that, what's coming out of camp. And uh, Asiati is, is a big loss, but it'll be covered up. And you, you'll see these two uh, tight ends be premier guys that uh, the, quarterback, the quarterback position will go to. And most people will talk about Tyrone Wheatley Jr. and Ian Bunting and then stop as if there's no one else behind them. But, hey, we have some talented kids behind them, too, competing. And Nick Eubanks, Zach Gentry, Sean McKeon, who the staff I know really likes. These guys aren't chopped liver either. Oh, no. No, no. No. I, and you know what? I'm talking about them like that, too. But there's guys behind those guys that are not chopped, that can get it done, that can probably play any, can play and start for, uh, other places in the Big Ten, as well as the country. Well, as we talked about a minute ago, Jamie, when you look at the collection of talent on this offense, I mean, I am excited about it. Deep down again, I know, and we've alluded to this, it's going to come down to the big uglies when we look at this offense and uh, imposing our will up front, especially late in games. We saw last year in Iowa and and in the uh, Ohio State game and then in the bowl game, one first down, maybe two first downs, and those games were doubles for us. That's that's where we need to see it this year, isn't it? Late in games. It is exactly yes. It's in the trenches, and you know you got to get it done up front. And it's that's just want to, as Coach Bo would say, you got to have want to. I mean, if we need a first down, we got to be able to get a yard, two yards, three yards, five yards. If we need to get it, if we need a play, we need somebody to step up on the offense to make a play. Doesn't matter who it is. It's just got to be that one guy who's going to step up. With us here on our game day segment this week, again, as we continue our previews in anticipation of the big season opener September 2nd uh, against Florida, is Michigan great Jamie Morris, who again also co-hosts the M-Zone on WTKA Ann Arbor with Marcus Ray, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Great show. If you're not in Michigan, you can check it out on the internet. Jamie, let's just move over to the defense for a couple of minutes if we could. Last year's D, the best we've seen in a long time in these parts. And I mean, just look at the NFL draft. Eight of them picked in the uh, in the draft, and I think three or four others signed free agent deals. So you'd think for most teams, that spells big problems uh, for this year. But if you listen to Don Brown, he thinks this year's defense, in his words, isn't going to miss a beat. And that's hard to imagine, isn't it? It is hard to imagine because that defense play, I, as you said, it's been a long time. I'm going to say it's been a long time since the 97 team. And that's high praise when you say, when I say that. And Marcus would get angry with me because, you know, that, that 97 defense is something special. But that being said, Don Brown came in and did a wonderful job. And now you have some constant and the players have some, uh, you know, stability because they don't have a new a defensive coordinator. Don Brown is playing into his second year. He's comfortable where he's at. He loves, the, he loves the kids that he has coming back. I know these guys aren't – the guys that he has planning starting 
are full-time starters, but they played last year. And remember, a lot of guys like got a lot of action during the season last year. They may not have been full-time starters, but they've had chances to play. So that being said, he, and I saw him in his first interview, he wasn't nervous. He wasn't concerned. He seemed that he said, we, we should be, we may be better at some positions than we were last year, which is scary. Don Brown does not heap praise on people too often, but this summer uh, he said Rashawn Gary is one of the best players he's ever seen or coached. And I get the feeling it is going to be a big bust-out year for that young man, don't you, Jamie? I do, or he's, he's feeding right into the frenzy. And you know what? Maybe he's going he's he's to have Florida triple-teaming on <laughs> Rashawn Gary. And, uh, hey, the other guys around Rashawn are going are to get, get their game off, too. So Rashawn Gary, has, he's a young man. He's a five-star. He was the number one player coming out the year he came out. I mean, he's expect he's expected to do things like that, and he hasn't missed the beat. And he's a young man who's hungry, who didn't get a lot of playing time, got sparing playing time, but wants to show what he can do. And when you have your defensive coordinator coming out saying that you're the best that he's ever seen, I mean, Don Brown's been around football for how long? Some out like thirty to forty some odd years. So that being said, he's seen a lot of players. And he's come from the ACC. He's been been in the Big East. He's been, I mean, he's been all over the place. So that being said, Don Brown knows he knows defensive players and he knows defensive linemen. So that that's a lot. That's a lot of praise. But sounds like Rashawn can live up to that too. Well, it sounds like he can, and of course, he uh, has a lot of help up front. Maurice Hurst, preseason All American, uh, Chase Winovich, uh, Brian Monet, who's finally healthy, and I can't wait to see a healthy Brian Monet play uh, this season. Carlo Kemp, Lawrence Marshall, Reuben Jones, Michael Dwumfor, and a lot of freshmen coming in that are highly touted. A deep rotation up front last year, we know, Jamie, it keyed that defense to success. Do you think right now that depth is a bit of a concern heading into the season? As you pointed out, there's a lot of freshmen that are coming in, and we just, we just talked about the offense. These players can rope. These guys can come right in. They got, they, of course, you got to get and Rashawn can get these guys jacked up because he's been there before. Last year was his year, and he'll tell them how to how to pace themselves. So I see I see a lot of those freshmen coming in. Uh, 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 the young man uh, uh, Aubrey Solomon, mm-hmm. I see him playing a lot. I see Hudson from uh, from coming out of uh, Toledo area. He's going to play a lot. So I see some I see some young kids that are going to get get an opportunity to play, and they'll be part of that depth. Am I concerned about the depth? No. It's, all it is is a three and out. Then you get a chance to rest. Three and out. Then you get another chance to rest. So, I mean, that's, I'm sure that's what Don Brown is preaching. I'm sure that's what uh, Coach Madison is preaching. We just got to get to the man who has the ball. Well, after the spring game, fans were somewhat bemoaning Wilton Spate's bad day. But I saw that game, too, and I thought, hey, maybe Devin Bush had uh, more to do with that than uh, Wilton having a bad game. Uh, that kid was living in the backfield. Uh, he just looks like a football player, Jamie. He's a kid who's been waiting. That's the kind, that's the kind of kid that got a, got a little bit of time to play but played special teams. Whenever he got a chance, he got his opportunity, he took advantage of it. So in the spring, he took advantage of his opportunity to show the coaches what he could do. With a year of growth, a, a year, a, a chance to be in the weight room, a chance to watch the linebacker position being played at Michigan, and he loves the Don Brown 
defense, the way they move, the way they attack, the way they go after the ball carry, the way they go after the passion. So he, he embodies that passion of Don Brown's defense, Michigan defense. And like you said, he came after Wilton Spate a lot. So <laughs> look for that to happen to opponents too. Yeah, he's some kind of quick, and I know the player's kid. He's he says he he's probably the biggest hitter in that team. And Kaliki Hudson, though, another backer. Uh, <laughs> I suppose he's a big hitter. He says he's as big a hitter. And then you've got one of the Glasgow brothers. I think he's the last one, but of course he was playing uh, strong safety, free safety in the spring some and linebacker. But he's making an impression. And we've got this uh, big six six linebacker Noah Furbush still around. So th- this is a pretty good group too, isn't it, Jamie? You're gonna like what you see on, on, in that start in, in that starting uh, five up front and everything like that, and in that linebacking core. I mean, like I said, just like we said about the offense, young but eager to make 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 plays, and that's what you need. That you you know what you can build experience on every play. You can you can figure it out. You, I mean, guys, these are these guys that have high football IQs. And the one thing about it is when the coach tells you something to do, remember it, act, recoil, remember it, do the next play. And that's what they need to do. And I think that's, I mean, this is, this is going to be, they, they can't be a sleeper because everybody's expecting Michigan to be Michigan on the coach, Jim Harbaugh. So they're not, they, you, Mike, we can't say they're a sleeping team. No. But that being said, they're going to be one of the top three teams in the East, Eastern Conference of the Big Ten. They got to compete each and every day. And everybody's, everybody wants to beat the winged helmet team. That being said, they're, they're, everybody's remembering the team last year, but they got to bring it this year, just like they did last year. Well, one of the areas that the folks are concerned about that I talk to is, is the secondary. And no one's questioning the talent that we've got back there, just the experience. I mean, our secondary's gone. Some of the kids saw some action last year. I think the corners uh, worry folks. And but one thing you know, Don Brown, whoever he trots out a corner, he's not going to play any zone or try to protect them. Uh, they're going to be out there on an island, and he's going to he's going to make them uh, play man up, isn't he? He is, and that's what Don Don Brown is is a man coach. Now we did see some zone in the spring to bring the players along to get them to get to to adjust them. But you're going to be out there on an island. You got to get it done, and uh, I think. It's a great coaching tip. I think Don Brown he can adjust his he can adjust his defense to anything to his to his team, but he wants them. And a lot of those kids came here because they're gonna play man. I mean, you just I mean they did their they did their homework on Don Brown as well as Don Brown doing his homework on those kids. It's a fit, so they just got to get an opportunity. It's more reps. You got to get the reps. Uh, and I think, you know, I think these kids are built for it. And seeing these freshmen that are coming in, they're going to get an opportunity. It's, it's, it, it, what I look at it is it's like a quarterback position on the, on the defensive side. Whoever can get it done and whoever can, who, who can, who can cover man is going to play. It's a meritocracy, as Coach Harbaugh says all the time. We would think, anyway, uh, Lavert Hill and David Long have the best chance to, uh, to start at the corners. I know the staff wasn't real happy uh, that Lavert was injured quite a bit in, in the spring, but so those are the two guys we expect to see, expect to see start, but you have an improving Keith Washington, you have Brandon mm-hmm. Watson, and then you have a true freshman uh, Benjamin St. Just from Canada and Ambry Thomas, who a lot of folks think is the next big time cover guy for us. But when camp started, it, it's a free for all at the corners, isn't it? 
it's a free for all, and the coaches know what they're looking for. And you just got to give the coaches what you what these players have got to get the coaches a good look. They they know how to play this. They've been playing this game for for years, and they get an opportunity to play it at at, at a higher level. It's going to be at the highest level they've ever played in their life, and probably in front of more people that they've ever played football in front of. <laughs> but you can't look. You hey, this is what you came here for. That's why you chose Michigan. And if you if you want to play it at the at the highest level, this is a great opportunity. And we'll see who melts in the lights, and we'll see who 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 loves the lights. And that's what you're going to see. But the one thing is, people's got people have to remember that sometimes those great corners get beat. It's how they react from getting beat that the first time. How they react the rest of the game. Well, in the middle of the field, it's safety again. Some new folks are going to be out there, but we've got some bangers. Uh, uh, Josh Meadows, who we saw uh, playing in the bowl game, he's a hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a very hitter. Very well in the bowl game. Tyree Cannell, also, he's a headhunter. And then we've got uh, true freshman Jalen Kelly Powell and Jamaric Woods, who we're hearing are making quite the impression. They were two early enrollees. But is safety a position, Jamie, in that middle of the field for that defense that you would rather not have freshmen playing? Uh, you know, I can't, you know, Mike, I, I, would, I, I would, generally, I would have said yes five, six years ago, but now football has changed so much that, I mean, you, it's, it's, it's these kids with high IQs and no, and if they can pick up, if they can pick it up with the coaches putting on the board and they can execute it on the field. I mean, I mean, you just keep it simple. It's the old kiss technique. I mean, really it's basically cover the field. I mean, cover your man, make sure, make sure you don't get beat. And if you can do that, then, I mean, yeah, sure. You want to put your, you want to, you want to, you want to make sure the freshmen are covered up and taken care of. But if this guy is flying around getting it done, these guys do that. I mean, it's different. Football's at a different level now, and you see true freshmen. Sometimes you see true freshmen coming out playing like they're 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 juniors and seniors. So it it, it wouldn't surprise me if we see one or two out there playing. It is amazing, Jamie. Just think, we see that so often these days, these freshmen come in, especially on the offensive line. I remember having this conversation with Greg Screpin a couple of years ago, and Greg said, I can see them coming in a receiver. I can see them playing running back and at the corners and at linebacker, but I just can't see them on the D-line and the offensive line. He couldn't imagine it, but we're seeing it, aren't we? Football has changed. Kids are bigger, stronger, faster. You know, when, when I played, they used to say it was a car accident. Now, when you see these kids play and they hit, it's two Matt trucks hitting each other all the time. So think about that, Mike. These kids are ready. They, it, it, it's taken away. And I, I don't know if it's good or bad, but what, what it's done is, as I said, it's, 24, it's 24-7, 365 days a, a year of guys preparing to be able to play on that field. Yeah, that's the big difference, isn't it? It is. It is. They're, they're, I mean, they're coming in huge. They're coming in at 6'6", 300 pounds, where coaches are saying, maybe we need to slim down just a little bit. Get down to, let's get down to like, uh, let's get underneath the 300, you know? Final question for you, though, Jamie, and then we'll let you go. We all had expectations, probably many of us unrealistic ones when Jim came back. He had a lot of work to do. But expectations as to how fast he could make this team a Big Ten contender and, yes, even a playoff team. In your opinion and through your eyes, is he getting us there at about the pace you thought he would 
or faster? I think he's a little ahead of the curve, Mike, right now. I, I, you know, I didn't expect a uh, 10 and three season, um, two years ago, a little bit of disappointment last year because I was, I had, uh, and it it was on me. I had higher expert aspirations because the expectations were out of this world. We saw a team coming back. I mean, but we remember we brought in another quarterback. So with that being said, we have, we have a returning quarterback, but we have a quarterback position that we're going to play the best player. That being said, we got a new offensive line. We have, we have some new players that are coming on defense. So I think, but these players, I, I know that they're ready to play. They just got to play on a regular basis. So that being said, he's got us a little ahead of the curve. He's done a tremendous job in recruiting. He's, we're, we're not, we're not. And here's the thing, the old adage of we need to, we need to replenish our players. We're reloading now. I think we're into that mode of, and now the, the early modes of an Ohio state or a, an Alabama, I'm not saying we're like them right now. I'm saying we're in that mode right now. Ah, you're getting us all fired up, Jamie, <laughs> three weeks to go, but I think you're right. We are headed in that direction. So it's going to be fun again this season. My guest today has been Michigan great Jamie Morris. Uh, check Jamie out Monday through Friday in WTK Ann Arbor, where he co-hosts the M Zone with another Michigan big hitter, Marcus Ray. And, of course, if you're not in the uh, southeastern Michigan, Ann Arbor, Detroit area, you can also check out the website and stream it live there or listen to a podcast version. So, as always, Jamie, a pleasure having you on the show, and we look forward to uh, getting you back in the season uh, and seeing uh, what you think. Mike, I appreciate uh, you bringing me on your show. I've enjoyed it for the past couple of years we've been doing this. I look forward to uh, speaking again, hopefully. We're undefeated when you and I talk again. I like the sounds of that. So go blue, Jamie. Go blue, Mike. Thanks again. Quick Hits is up next as we wrap it up for another show here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the Vsporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze in Brew. On Quick Hits today, as we mentioned at the top of the show, no injury news to report after the first week in camp. For the next few weeks, we'll be doing our season previews, and I have some interesting guests lined up for you, at least I think so. So we hope you'll join us each week as the excitement builds for the opener on September 2nd against Florida. Our free show apps are available from the iTunes and Google Play stores. You can also hear us on iHeart, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Wolverine Sports Radio. So before the season starts, make sure you have one of those apps. Thanks again to Michigan great Jamie Morris for being our guest today. He and Marcus Ray host the M Zone on WTKA Ann Arbor, Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and it's a very entertaining show. Program is also streamed live on www.wtka.com. So if you're busy when it's live from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, just check out the site and listen to the podcast version. Next week, we hope to have another of Jim's old teammates on to share his thoughts on this year's team. I especially want to get his analysis of our offensive line. Two-time consensus first-team All-American and captain his senior year, Greg Skrepanik will hopefully be with us next week. So until then, have a great Wolverine week, everyone. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Take care, and as always, Go Blue!
Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. That's the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!